Welcome to Paul H's Reflections on the 12 Steps. And just a reminder to you all that this is not an AA meeting. It's just one uh, member's view on the exact nature of the wrong as described in page 64 of the big book and the solution of the 12 steps. Just a reminder as well, you just heard me say that, that this meeting is being recorded and it is today being streamed live on Facebook page, AA Zoom Global Lists. And just again, just a quick and a very polite reminder to say this is not an all share meeting. So it's not about your experience, strength and hope as they relate to what Paul's going to say. It's rather, it's an, a question and answer. So anything you've got to, if you've got a question about what he speaks about today, or you've got a question on the steps or your recovery, then this is the place to ask that question. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, um, you can put uh, your questions in chat um, underneath where the post is. So um, please start doing that when, when uh, Paul's finished. And for details on all of Paul's events, because he does uh, a lot of stuff every week, um, go to his website, which is zenbitchslap.com. And also there you'll find his uh, great book about recovery called Under Arrest, that's A-Rest, and also many other of these books, those fabulous t-shirts and past video events. So as we start, as we do with this meeting, we start with a reading from uh, uh, AA literature, and in this case, usually the big book. And I'm doing this, Paul, from um, page 66 and um, from uh, the bottom the bottom paragraph, we turned. So it goes like this. We turned back to the list, for it held the key to the future. We were prepared to look at it from an entirely different angle. We began to see that the world and its people really dominated us. In that state, the wrongdoing of others, fancied or real, had power to actually kill. How could we escape? We saw that these resentments must be mastered, but how? We could not wish them away any more than alcohol. This was our course. We realised that the people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. Although we did not like their symptoms and the way they, these disturbed us, they, like ourselves, were sick too. We asked God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. When a person offended, we said to ourselves, this is a sick man, how can I be helpful to him? God save me from being angry, thy will be done. We avoid retaliation or argument. We wouldn't treat sick people, sick people like that. If we do, we destroy our chance of being helpful. We cannot be helpful to all people, but at least God will show us how to take a kindly and tolerant view of each and every one. There you go, Paul. Over to you, mate. You have to unmute there. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Paul, alcoholic here. Yeah, hi, man. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Just a second uh, sentence. This is a suggestion we're having at these talks. We were prepared to look at it from an entirely different angle. That's, that's all that we're uh, sharing, really. And that different angle is... Uh, trying to describe the exact nature of the wrong, so to speak, which is this identification as self, an identification as something that we're not. And in that identification as something that we're not, it lends us to that which we're not to manifest through. And so the inventory process is a perfect example of looking at it uh 
from an entirely different angle, an angle that's presented in the big book, but usually is not presented in instructions from somebody to someone else to do the fourth step. And that is being convinced that self, and so let's say self seems to be a very important word here in the book, especially the whole book. Yeah. Being convinced, which means to believe with certainty and being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So self has defeated us how by manifestations of itself through us. That's how it's defeated us. If we're convinced of this, we will now look at its common manifestations. And then it launches into the next paragraph and it starts with the word resentment. So from this radical angle, you're seeing that resentments are not of you. They're of self. Yeah, They're manifesting through you, but they're not of you. So, and then it goes from resentment to fear and then harms done to others in the pursuit of what we want, what we want, looking at the sexual arena. And these are just some of the common manifestations with the hopes that by seeing the manifestations, it will lead us back to the tree, so to speak, which is self. And what is self? Self is the act of being identified as a long lasting, independent, separate thing. You're remembered as a body, you're thought about as a body. There's a belief that you're the doer of a lot of stuff you have nothing to do with, that you're thinking, but just like uh, there's a simple example of you never think that you're beating the heart, you think the heart's beating, yes? Why is it that you believe you're thinking? Yeah? Why doesn't, why don't you say I'm beating? Yeah, but you don't, yeah? So you see that the heart is the beating is what's doing the beating. Well, in a way, the brain is what's producing these thoughts or allowing these thoughts to occur. Why do we constantly keep calling them ours? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, unless we're a brain, unless we're, that's what we are, and therefore we're a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. How is that going to be spiritual? Yeah, it's a thing. It's an object. So... This act of being identified as self is what, what, is what allows self to m defeat us through its manifestations, obviously. Because let's say if a foreign entity, if a bug landed on you and treated you like alcoholism does, you would knock that bug off every fucking second. Yeah, No matter how many times it came back, you wouldn't welcome it the 80th time. Yeah, you would knock it off because you know the hostility that it brings, yes? But see, this parasitical movement has a great strategy. It convinces the host that it's the host. So it takes away the possibility of being free from it and gives you a narration of trying to be free as it, yeah? And the relief is from the bondage of self. That's the bondage of self. It's the act of being identified as something that you're not. That's the bondage of self. Yeah? That's it. We're bound to this idea, and then this idea becomes the point of narration. And now we see through its lens. Yeah? We see through self-centeredness. Very myopic, obsessive self-centeredness, 
we're, we're, we're making up threats that aren't happening. We're living in what's not happening most of the time. We're constantly under like a, a minor electrocution all day based on mental anxiety. We're freaking a wreck and we're outmatched. So we need, we need an intervention. Yeah, and the program provides that opportunity. It allows a higher power to have influence in our life by diminishing the influence of the lower power. Yeah, so perhaps there's a better way. It doesn't say perhaps there's a thousand better ways. The AA better way is trusting something infinite rather than finite self. What else? It's not saying this is one of the 20 AA ways. It says perhaps there's a better way. Yeah? What is that better way? Trusting something infinite rather than finite self. So you have to come to tell the truth about the trusted finite self. It says trusting something infinite rather than finite self. So the implication is there's been a huge trust in finite self. That's the Petri dish that allowed all this shit to grow in and to fester and to mutate. And all the while, with the next scarier, bigger monster arising, we keep calling it us. Yeah. The gorilla gets bigger and bigger, the dance goes longer and longer, and yet every one of the steps the gorilla leads you to take, you call yours. That's the bondage of self. Yeah. And then you have tons of guilt and remorse based on what the gorilla did through you. Yeah. Yeah. Yet, when you come into recovery, you give all glory to the higher power. Why not, you, why not look at the lower power? Because like it says in recovery, hey, you're going to suddenly realize that something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. Well, it may take a long time for you to realize that in the past, something did through you what you would have never done by yourself. Yeah? Something did through you that you would not have done by yourself. Something took you over. Now we're in the hopes of a higher power taking, you know, over the care and the maintenance of our life. Well, something else had taken it over, the lower power. Let's be clear about that. Yeah. Why are we calling the takeover of the lower power me when we're not calling the takeover from the higher power me? Yeah. We have the ability to see. Why aren't it, why isn't it being applied to before? So the rain continues, yeah? So you go into the inventory process thinking these are my resentments, my fears, my harms done to others. You do a thorough inventory, you share it, and you leave with my resentment, my fears, and my harms done to others. That's not relief from the bondage of self. The bondage of self continued. It navigated through the fourth and fifth step and comes out fucking whole. Yeah? Now you now, instead of having resentment, you have your resentments. Before they had you, now you think you have them. It's both bondage, yes? I mean, how am I going to be free from the manifestations of Stanley until I call them Stanleys? Yeah? I just don't see how... I just think it really arrests the development of the solution in our lives. I do. The mistaking, the recognition, the unrecognition of the exact nature of the problem, I think severely 
hampers and dampens what's possible in, in recovery. Yeah. Like we talked about with Helen once, you know, you have the ability to reach 12 feet, but you're now content, not content, you've adapted to the condition of only reaching seven feet, yes? You know what I mean? Everything gets a little straitjacketed. We're like have the ability to tolerate beyond a cockroach, yeah? We can adapt to fucking unadaptable situations. Well, we have adapted to the bondage of self, yeah? And I think some, in some cases it's gone way too far. I don't want to make it my amigo. I want to see it as a foreign agent because that's what happened with me. That's my direct experience. I saw that statement on page 64 thousands of times and this one time everything's flipped, which is I saw self as other. I saw being convinced that self, other, very clearly, manifested in various ways and had defeated us and I found myself as an us, yeah? So I saw self as other and I was one of us, yeah? And then I saw that the manifestations of self is what has defeated me. Why am I calling them mine? Why? Yeah? Because everyone else does? I don't care. You want, Here we say, you're, share your experience, strength, and hope. That was my experience. And as soon as I saw it wasn't me, a possibility became available, which is I can be free from it. It was like that in a second. Yeah. And then it told me I've been trying to be free as it since I was six or seven years old. I've been trying to get out of me as me. And it's captured by the statement in our community, self can't get out of self. Man, if you don't know what that means, start entertaining it. Yeah. Ask to, for, to have more revealed about that because it is a primary point in recovery to get to the realization that self can't get out of self, or you're going to keep on keeping on <laughs> doing exactly that, yeah? So, yeah, uh, these are instructions about, man, you know, we're just freaking, this is like the wild bronco of active alcoholism, and we're trying to teach it with ropes and levers to fucking behave itself a little bit, yeah? This isn't about 30 years, you, you outgrow that, yes? You outgrow it. This is for when people are coming in, yeah? Let's have love and tolerance because we don't have love and tolerance. Let's have this and that because we don't, yeah? But suddenly you start having love and tolerance, yeah? You can become a free-range alcoholic. You don't have to wear a, like a tight bit all day or a tight fucking saddle for 30 years. And you're living the spirit of, because it's like we are a hundred men and women who have recovered from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. We're not hoping to recover. We have recovered. We are in the recovery of it. Yeah? That to me is attractive. Not having, all right, yeah, I haven't gone to jail for, for 33 years. Maybe the first year or two, I was really afraid of going to jail. Yeah, I was, because I had been quite a lot. Then that started to break. Yeah, then I wasn't worrying about going to jail for 30, 30 years about, yeah? 
<laughs> so my my direct agenda every day wasn't staying out of jail, which it was in the beginning. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. See, things change. Yeah, we're in the habit of being sober. The petri dish has been shifted from acidic to alkaline. Other qualities are growing in us, like empathy and compassion and the ability to enjoy peace of mind. Like when we're in active alcoholism, resentments and vindictiveness and having to be right grow. Yeah, Our conditions, our attitude and outlook, which is like the Petri dish, has turned alkaline through the program's influence. Actually, the higher power's influence through the program. Yeah? I'm not breeding resentment every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't have a puppy farm of resentments. Yeah. I'm not breeding them. <laughs> I'm not comparing them with other people's resentments because I don't see them ours, as ours. Yeah. I see them as a manifestation of a failed view called obsessive self centeredness. Yeah. And what thrives or continues that view is identification as self. What reinforces it is obsession with self. Yeah. The obsessions with self have a role. They're to reinforce the identification as a self. Yeah. Because the bonding is, is all based on seemingly so. You're not bound to self. You haven't been glued to self. You haven't been. You're not handcuffed to self. Self is an idea. We're bonded to an idea. Yeah. And the, and the idea is of the mental state and the re problem resides in the mental state and it's reinforced by the mental state. That's why we say we have to have a spiritual condition. And you could say a spiritual condition could be fall under the category of anything other than a mental condition. <laughs> you know what I mean? It can, as long as it's not the mental condition, it's, it's, that's good. <laughs> so there's a new basis. Isn't that a radical way of looking at it? I feel so. So here you go. It says that, so we're following the second sentence of that statement. Yeah. Wherever it was. Let me go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were prepared to look at it from an entirely different angle. You showed up here. That's what we're doing. Yeah. When I do an inventory, if I go in with it as my resentments and I leave with my resentments, I've missed something. Something that was essential to be presented hasn't been presented to me. At least the idea. Yeah. I would love to have that change in recovery. That's one of the things why we put out these talks. Yeah, I want it to be available to someone to hear that these manifestations we're inventorying aren't truly of you. Yes, you're accountable for them. You're going to take yourself to be responsible at the first point to be for them. But in fact, you're not. You are not the doer of the resentment. The resentment has been doing you. Yes. Did you get you, you sick or did you pick up of a virus that put you in a sick condition? Yes? I got myself sick? No, I didn't. I picked up a virus that put me in a sick condition. Yes? I don't see how it's un... 
you know, we're so sloppy with language. We're constantly reinforcing the problem we'd like to escape from. Yeah. We're constantly trying to be free as that which we're not. Yeah. It says, it goes like that, and it goes boo, and we react. We respond. Yeah. We don't see the false evidence as false evidence because we're looking from false evidence. Yeah. We need false evidence to verify the false evidence here to be true. Yes? Yeah, so yes, please, please, please relieve us of this bondage of self. Yeah. Relieve us of it. So it can be it can be relieved, obviously. Yeah. You can outgrow fear. You can. Yeah. You can outgrow the prior conditions that we're very hospitable for all this shit. You can, and we are. And some of us are already have outgrown it, yeah? And we're in new conditions now, yes? Yeah, so, and then I don't know what else it was saying there, but uh, yeah, the whole thing. We saw that these resentments must be mastered, but how? We could not with wish them away any more than alcohol. Well, maybe, yeah. See, I like that when he says we, ha we saw that these resentments. He doesn't say we saw that our resentments must be mastered. Yeah? So I mm -hmm. like that statement right there. He takes the my out of it. Yes, doesn't he? He just yes. said, this is on page 66, the bottom of it. Yes. We saw that these resentments must be mastered, but how? Well, let's start, stop, you know, let's start with not calling them yours all day <laughs> how's that that's a good that's a good way to start <laughs> thank god he didn't say it there i didn't notice that he doesn't say we saw that our resentments must be mastered but how we didn't it says we saw that these resentments yeah mm. yeah <laughs> mm. see this is the trick it's like that old story. There's an old uh, story about, I've said it many times, but it always gets a laugh. There's an old story about an abbey out in the, in the wilderness, and there's going to be a new abbot. There's uh, all these monks, and the new abbot shows up, and he calls the librarian to his, his room, and he tells the librarian, I want you to translate the scriptures again. And the librarian, it's a pretty laborious of activity so he wants to get out of it and says uh we did it a couple of years he says no i want you to do a new translation so then monk goes in and he's working day and night and around one in the morning one morning he looks at it and he gets so excited and he rushes up to the abbey's room and knocks on the door wakes up the abbot i mean the abbot's room knocks the door wakes up the abbot and the abbot opens the door and he goes the word was celebrate yeah that one word changed everything. <laughs> Turned it to celibate. It's produced all this fucking perversion. Celebrate. Yeah. The same thing with this word my. If you keep calling something that you want to get rid of yours, it's going to hang around. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I just, it's sort of like a mixed message to a dog, you know? Get away! You know? <laughs> And then you have a big sirloin right there. It doesn't, it's like mixed messaging. It doesn't get, it's not a clear communication. 
I really want to get rid of my resentments. All right, well, maybe see them not as yours. <laughs> ah. So, I don't know. Well, thanks. Wow. Hey, thanks, Paul. It's great. Uh, it's great to hear you again. I haven't heard you in a while. It's wonderful, mate. And um, just to say, now it's Q and A time. Question and answer. Um, so I'm to sure. share as long as it's not like an ID for twenty minutes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so Paul. So Nick, you're over to you, mate. You got a question or a a mini share? Over to you, mate. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Good, Nick. Oh, good. Oh, wow. That is just such good stuff. I just love all the analogies. Just allow, allow to see it and allow us to see it. Um, uh, came to mind, uh, I, I've been a believer in, in, in fate, as in we don't have free will. And, uh, you know, that sort of took me halfway there. But uh, I would sort of uh, only half jokingly, you know, um, say that People who don't do well um, are, are well um, would do well to believe in in fate, you know, because then it takes the onus off them for having screwed up their life. Um, while people who do well uh, don't have an investment in believing that they didn't, they aren't responsible. It feeds the ego. And, and anyway, um, I'm curious as you know, we get better and get more clarity here and maybe start to um, uh, be more productive in our lives, whether you've seen that, that uh, there's a danger in, in that, in the ego becoming self-satisfied and then having more invested in believing that it, the self, that I am the one and to enlarge myself. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's a possibility, but hopefully it's doing it in a sandbox, not on the, the big stage, so to speak. Yeah. So hopefully the, the vision has expanded and uh, the, the egoic show, though still going on, is on a small stage. You know, let's say Sunday morning at 8 a.m. It's not the headline of the show anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so you can find a, a lot of uh, <laughs> comedy out of it. Yeah. So yes, of course, if you if you feel like when life is happening, something arises and claims it, and then tries to give it a meaning before you get to have your own meaning of it. Yeah. Then yes, there's always a danger that uh, when things are going good. Uh, let's say the gratitude will wane and some self-ownership will arise, yeah? Where you're thinking you're doing something. But hey, hopefully you have the eyes to see it and you keep it at, uh, it doesn't start uh, become the headline show, so to speak. <laughs> Do you find that rascals like us are, are more amenable or easy? We, we can uh, understand this better um, when we've had a lot of, negativity in our life as opposed yeah. to people who are wildly successful or yes of course yeah there's all there's there's value in defeat yeah yeah there's a huge amount of value in defeat yeah. uh 
Yeah, it brings a, it brings not a, a, it may look like a forced humility, but it's, uh, it's definitely a workable one. Yeah. Some people, yeah. Sometimes for you to understand how it feels for others, you have to have a taste of it yourself. So, yeah. So, uh, but I think we've all been sort of, sort of gluttons for it. <laughs> it's time to sort of move on. <laughs> yeah. So the mental yeah. state is going to claim it no matter what. It, it will claim there's a lot of pride in like drug addiction. You know, when you're with your little cabal, like a, for me in the, in the world of shooting cocaine, there were people that couldn't handle the tweak or would start looking out from the bottom of the door or through the shades. And those people were seen as lesser users. And I was someone who was famous to be able to stay up for seven to 10 days and not lose my cool. So there's pride everywhere. I mean, the head, that's what the head does. You don't have to have a big successful life. You can, every, it's always making us a big fish, no matter how small the pond is, yeah. <laughs> I swear, there was a hierarchy. Yeah, when in my little Milu, when I was running around, there was. You would notice certain people were famous for injecting cocaine <laughs> in these in these certain circles. It's insane. Oh yeah. So it's the same. It's the mental uh, agenda goes on no matter how small or big the stage. Yeah. But as the audience, if you see the performance uh, with a huge panoramic backdrop, you lose interest in the performance and you're more into the panoramic backdrop, yeah? You're, in, you're, you're sensing a presence of that space, not the storyline of Paul more. That's what allows the, the story of Paul to travel lighter, not by the story of Paul. The story of Paul isn't producing traveling lighter. It's it's outside the story of Paul that brings in the lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've lost interest sufficiently enough for other things to become possible. Yeah, that's what it says in the book. It says it very clearly in the beginning of these big changes. One of them is you'll lose interest in self and gain interest in others. That's a huge. That's the theme of the whole, of the perhaps there's a better way. That's the theme. You could say that's the moving of having faith in finite self to the infinite. How it's represented is by losing interest in self. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. So that's not like a a one a one off phenomena. Oh, I I've, I've so I witnessed this rare event losing interest in self. No, that's how it's going to go. There's going to be a losing of interest in self. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I, I saw a fucking, you know, a plant that only blooms once every 30 years. No, it's, that's the pattern of how it's going. There's losing interest in self. It's not you losing interest in self. That would be interest in self. There's just losing interest in self. Yeah. Take out the noun and the doer of it all and just see it as a process. So basically... You're full of shit and you're being wrung out, so to speak. Yeah. (laughs) 
Because why are you going to clean with a dirty rag, you know? You're just going to transmit more dirtiness, so you got to clean it out a little. <laughs> I did that yesterday. I was, we were putting some stuff in a tent, and it was all dusty, and I put a, I used a rag that was more dusty than the, than the uh, nightstand, <laughs> so it's, how is it getting dirtier? I got the rag, because it was carrying a lot of dust. <laughs> so how to get a different rag yeah I feel like that's the process and you'll know it when it's working by the relief yeah you will and then you don't have to have the understanding of the true uh, condition of the problem you'll get it from relief from it while you're getting relief part of the bonus of the relief is you start knowing what was causing the unrelief <laughs> or yeah, so you get there either way, yeah, through understanding or through experience, you're going to see it sooner or later. Yeah, there's so, the basic indication of recovery is so fucking sound, it's beautiful, yeah, that's why it's, you know, I swear I used to give a talk at a church, and they used to have this in the, we'd have to walk through the main part of the church and it had this big table with a huge Bible on it and it would be turned to something and one night I looked at it and it was a psalm from the Old Testament and in that psalm they were bitching about winos like what the fuck to do with these motherfuckers really yeah so I mean this problem of active addiction and alcoholism has been a bane to a lot of societies and then there was a solution that downloaded in 1935. And it promoted a book that helped people come to an understanding that they were screwed, finally. And that there was perhaps a better way, instead of being put in the attic room or getting a lobotomy or in a mental institution or in jail or Uncle Fred or whatever. Yeah, they were able to live a day at a time, a sober fucking life. Hallelujah. Yeah, so... We're just trying to amplify a diagnosis of the exact nature of the wrong. Why is it that this parasite so hostile gets gets a home through us, yeah? Where we would kick off most other shit that was like one-eighth as hostile as this fucking thing is, yeah? So it has to have an incredible strategy, and it really jacks into what we're relying on to tell us what's going on, which is the head, and talks to us as us, yeah. And it, and it presents its agenda as our agenda, and we'll die for it, really, a lot of the time, yeah. I mean, some people with the word my have, you know, worshipped a resentment that may never even happen for 50 years. It's like a vendetta they've been living under. What an insane occupation by a foreign entity, yeah, so to speak. It's not an entity, it's an activity. But yeah, I found a lot of clarity by seeing it this way. And it produced a lot of stable relief. Where I don't have the experience of the relief, the relief is the attitude and outlook now. So that's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, so share it with the tribe, Hopefully put it out there, because one thing I really believe in, we have the right to hear about ideas. We do, yeah. 
we don't, nothing has to become so arthritic and rigid that it's not open to other stuff. Like, just like they warn us in the big book by that guy Herbert Spencer. The biggest dilemma is contempt prior to investigation. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, why was that put in that book? Because they knew the alcoholic mind. Yeah. So, do an inventory. Let's say, it doesn't have to be a big one, and do it with this new understanding, and don't have my in it, just resentment and fear, and how something drove you to act out in the pursuit of what it wanted, in a way, and tell the truth about self. And then you can see the unsaleable goods like a business inventory, yeah? Because how are you going to do a fearless and thorough inventory as the parasite about the parasite? The parasite's going to not tell the truth, obviously. Yeah? And why do you think so many people leave before the fourth step? Because mm. the parasite doesn't want you to look at your role in things because you're going to see its role in things. It's just that simple. So a lot of people leave around the fourth step and they think, oh, why, why, why? I'm telling them why. The parasite doesn't want the light to be shown on it. It doesn't want to be seen. Yeah? When it's seen, it wants you to call it me. Yeah, and we do most of the time. Yeah. So that's why we don't talk, you know. The steps are perfect. The shit, all that is never, um, what, you know, let's dissect the step. No, just do the step. You know, you can do it sloppily. The, it will still fucking work in, this, in a way. Yeah. The step isn't. That's not the point, is what is the activity that's going on that is the cause of the irritable, restless discontent before sobriety and after sobriety? What is that? Yeah. What are the, what's the causes and conditions that led us to drink and use? Let's look at that. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, thanks, Nick. Thanks. Thanks very much, Nick. Um... So we've still got some time for a few more questions. I've got a question just following up from what you said there. There's no hands up at the moment, so I'll um I'll come in there, Paul. Um, so in my kind of zone over the last sort of month or so, there's been I've known quite a few people who are around the two two year mark, two to three year mark who've relapsed, um, and it's it's just listening to what you said. It sort of makes me think that. The parasite, as you call it, or other people call it the ego. I don't, you know, I know you don't particularly call it that. You call it the parasite, but is that because the tendrils sort of take control? Like you said, they've they've started off on something, but the ego doesn't want to shine, so it takes back control wholesale and drags them back to the to the drink. Anything other than to look at the to look at itself, because it just seems it's the the the, the change that I've seen in particularly one person I know um, in the in in the European realm. Um, is 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 shocking it's shocking uh, uh, just to see it go from day to day and change to see that 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 it, it yeah. was devastating it's been devastating for me so um just want your thoughts on that i think it's a pretty good diagnosis that something took them over and led them into the conditions they're in now yes okay. if you keep calling it you then you're going to have a huge amount of burden and shame when you go back into the program, which you're inevitably probably going to have to do. 
you know, you're just going to come back with more luggage, more baggage. So, yeah, I believe that, yes. Okay. Right, thanks very much for that. See, yeah, and see the thing is, uh, I feel the diagnosis is more clearer the less it's based on particulars and gets to the pattern of things, yeah? Okay. And so I believe that we're so used to seeing life through the lenses of self-centeredness that it will lead us, because of our reliance on it, it will lead us to a fuck it, and then we're apt to do almost anything. And once the genie's out of the bottle, you're going to live its three wishes. You're not going to have your three wishes completed. It's going to it's gonna fulfill its three wishes, and they're not what you were thinking. <laughs> Maybe 30 wishes. I don't know. They can go on for a while. So the point is you don't want genie to come out of the bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I know I've, I've we've watched it all of us thousands of times, mm. and it's sometimes personal love can't doesn't do it, familial love doesn't do it, the mother's love doesn't do it. Yeah, mm. there's got to be something else, a power greater than ourselves, not coming from a human form. It can come through a form, but it can't come from the form, and. Uh, that's our solution in recovery is a reliance on something greater than ourselves. And by questioning and coming to terms that reliance on self has been, is, is, and has been a failed system, but it is a failed system. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's failed and it's not personal. It's a failed system. Yeah. It promotes a personal sense and feeling. That's where we get lost, but it's mechanical. Yeah. Mm. So, and my is a, mm. if you think there's huge impediments along the way, if the mys were removed, it would be much clearer sailing. Yeah. There's a huge difference between my resentment and a resentment. It's huge, obviously. We bring, we breathe life into the resentment that can live for 40 years. Resentments in the wild can't live for 40 years. <laughs> we domesticate them and then we cultivate them and we feed them and fucking most things are meant to come and go quickly. Like you get pissed and then you're unpissed in an hour or two. Yeah, they're not, they're not meant to become a, a circling asteroid around the planet Paul. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah? Mm. I mean, Jesus Christ. So, yeah. yeah. So why don't we start saying, hey, I don't have alcoholism. Alcoholism used to have me. Yeah, that, I think that's clearer. I do. Yeah? Maybe we can clear up some stuff just by language change. I don't know. Don't make it a religion, but just entertain a little but the my is uh usually uh the my suggests a lot of ownership and doership that's not really true yes mm. Mm. and i think that's real the, that is the one of the main bonding agents right there is in the english language is the feeling right. of my 
or ownership or doership. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's why we use the term parasite. It's not true. There isn't a parasite in you. It's a parasitical movement. We're just hoping to to provoke a foreignness to what's defeating us because I believe it's identification as it is how it keeps defeating us. So if you could see it as other, that opens up a lot of space. Mm. It does, mm. yeah, mm. really. Mm. It's a foreign body. And, so, and we're willingly reinforcing it, not personally. The action figure keeps claiming shit that's not its own as its own, yeah? It's just constantly being reinforced, the bondage, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Thanks very much, Paul. Noah, you had your hand up. Did you want to, but then you're taking it down again. Do you want to ask a question, mate? Yeah, just nod your head. No, he didn't. Okay, fine. So, Gabe, over to you, hey, mate. Listen, David, let me also give another radical idea, a radical view. Go yeah. for it. Go for it. Oh, my God, I'm ready. What's the highest form of spiritual maintenance other than being spirit? Yeah. So if our daily reprieve is based on the, uh, the, on the, is contingent on our spiritual condition, well, it would be incredible if you started as a spiritual condition instead of as a physical mental condition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's very difficult for a physical mental condition to maintain a spiritual condition. But there's no difficulty at all for a spirit to contain to uh, maintain a spirit's condition, it's being, yeah, it's being, it's being a condition. It isn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a radical angle. Why don't we put that one in there for the day? Maybe you are a spirit's condition. And knowing that you're not a physical mental condition would be the greatest maintenance of the spirit's condition. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then do what you need to do to diminish the mental and conditions that are blocking everything out. Yeah, that's what I believe the program does. It just diminishes the mental state, and then the other states become more powerful, more obvious. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And you, and the gauge of that is loss of interest in it. You lose interest in the mental conditions, and, mm. if, and then you gain interest in a lot of other shit. That's mm. a lot, lot more healthy for you, really. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Then maybe I'll do that. We should read, a, and we'll find five views that we can have a radical uh way of looking at it in the book yeah 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 good topic yeah like the thing of we manufacture our own misery i'm not a believer in that either i believe ah. we're more like a factory all of us mm. and whatever is going to be manufactured by that factory is is directed by who's running the factory so when there's faith in self it produces its product line. When there's faith in the infinite, the infinite produces its product line. They're quite different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> different products. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. One has a stamp made in Paul, and the other isn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. Made made in Paul, you can never fucking return. No. <laughs> You're always responsible for it. <laughs> the other, yeah. You can when it's the other, you see when it's not of use and you move on to another product line. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You get what you pay for. I believe that we manufacture a problem. I don't believe we're the problem. I don't. I believe there is a problem, and part of it is being identified as the problem. <laughs> so I'm not a believer in that. Yeah? Yeah. We manufacture our own misery. No, I don't believe that. I don't. We can, we can manufacture a lot of things. It, it really matters what's directing us. Is it faith in finite self or faith in the infinite? That's what's, and you can tell the tree by its fruits. So you can tell what's, who's running the factory by what product line is being coming out of the factory. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty good diagnostic tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're in a lot of resentment and anxiety and shit like that, Self's running the factory. Got, yeah, great. It's just that simple. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to have, but why? It doesn't matter. Just tell the truth and open up to other possibilities. Yeah. Why does it matter? Yeah. Why am I fucked? It's not going to help you. Go to a meeting. But I want to know why. Well, go to the meeting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's just a, a view, take a, you know, maybe here, we've, we've basically attempted to sort of provide like a pair of glasses, like the, the great old book by Chamberlain, Chuck Chamberlain, uh, a new pair of glasses. We're just offering it a pair of glasses to look at the same old, same old, and, and then maybe you'll see it differently. And maybe the way of seeing it differently will open up possibilities that are not seemingly available to you now by the way you're looking at it. That's all. Yeah. There's lots of ways of looking at things. It's not just one way. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Some people look at the program as really a self-help program. They think they've got to do all this shit and this. Uh, other people see it as a reliance on a higher power program. It doesn't really matter if it's working, whatever, go ahead. Yeah. But this is an interpretive thing, as Bill W. suggested. He said people are going to interpret the steps for themselves. What? Yes. He says it. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. My experience is, you know, I spent two years in a program where people directed me all day and basically all night where to do shit and what to do for two years. And my life looked better with them running it than with me running it. So I had the feeling of the third step way before I entered recovery. Because I had surrendered many times to different things, to the police, to drug, to girlfriends, you know. And basically, it's not the, the act of surrender that produces it. It's what you're surrendering to, yeah? And in this case, I finally surrendered to the right partner, so to speak, 
which was the higher power of recovery. And then life changed, yes? Yes. And it's never not changed. That point has never been up for debate. You know, I realized whatever I've been identified as is not managerial quality. So, and it doesn't come up for debate or review. I've just been the, I was convinced of that 33 years ago, and I'm still convinced of that. Yeah. So, Paul, you just said um, the higher power of recovery. Um, is that the program of AA you're referring to, or is that the group no, of drugs thing, or what? That, the power that is the is the source of grace that appears through recovery. Yes. Okay. And that usually in most AA communities. If you're not calling it God or Jesus, you're calling it the higher power. So the higher sure. power, the program, yes. Sure. Higher. Higher power, because we've hmm. experienced another power in our life that took us over, sure. which let's call it the lower power, which would be active addiction, yes, or alcoholism. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That also had a God. And it was a lower God that likes to present itself as a very high God and is jealous and brooks no other God put before it. That's self. That's the idea of selfing. Yes? Mm -hmm. So what happens is we from selfing may believe in another God, but really the belief is in selfing, to tell you the truth. And then we get introduced to some power through the program of AA, and that power is like a big dog that blows the story of the little dog being the big dog apart, yeah? And now, because the thing is, when it comes to power, power only respects power, yeah? And so the lower power only will only respect the higher power begrudgingly because it's a higher power, yeah? Yes? Yep. So what the lower power can do can be easily undone by the higher power. What the higher power does cannot be that easily undone by the lower power. It has to work really fucking hard to bring us to a fuck it, yeah? Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Right, well, we're kind of at the hour mark, and we've um, got one more question. We've got a hand up from Gabe. Um, Paul, do you want to have a break, or do you, are you ready to crack on, keep going? Crack on. Gabe, you've got your hand up, mate. Do you want to ask a question, or are you, are you bailing? Yeah, no, that's all right. I just don't want to take up time. No, you um, go for it, mate. Go for it. Uh, thanks, Paul. Yeah, I really like I, I really like the idea of, uh, you know, we're always talking about a higher power. How about a lower power, you know, which uh, – puts it more in perspective as far as like, you know, just we own all the bad stuff and all the good stuff, you know, you know, rightfully we give credit to something else, but why, why own all the garbage, you know, yes. if, uh, we're saying something else uh, can come in and, and make a difference. I get my biggest, <laughs> I love the factory analogy too. I think of like, you know, wartime, like fascist governments taking over, you know, a <laughs> instead of making clothes and cars, now they're making bombs and uniforms, you know, I yeah. like little inverse but 
you know, um, as you know, I'm, I'm pretty new, you know, again, this time around and, you know, getting out of the self by helping others, obviously that's been, you know, it's a little different now with the zoom and all that, you know, I get, you know, newcomers numbers, you know, young, you know, newer than me, you know, and I have like 30 of those numbers that I might as well just throw out now. I feel like, cause you never talk to them anymore, but being able to be of service to, you know, to get my interest and attention out into the world and other people, yeah. um, it's just different now. It's not as easy as going up and just shaking someone's hand or, you know, inviting them to coffee or just something like that. Um, have you noticed any ways people are finding ways to just, you know, in the context of the program, like I can help out a lot of family and friends doing a lot of stuff, you know, and give my interest and attention away. But as far as the program, you know, I'm, I'm finding I have to be really careful not to spin off into that and try and stay invested in helping the next alcoholic. So, um, Anyway, I'm not really sure if that's a question, but I'm just trying to find a way to keep to keep yeah. that going. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, if you want to, Gabe, you can uh, run one of these. Yeah, like David's doing today, and you can do AA meetings where, if you want to be of help, they they probably can put you to use because sometimes there's got to be somebody watching who comes into the setting and everything like that. Yeah. So there are commitments, I'm sure. And of course, there's commitments that uh, I think things are getting looser. Central office can direct you where they're having, you know, if you, I don't know where you're from, but usually they call up like a hub, the central office, which is, will let you know what kind of service possibilities are available. Yeah, but you got the thing, yes, because of the old habit of the obsession with self, uh, in the beginning, it's important to have that our attention pulled out of that orbit. Yes, yes, very important because it gives you a an immediate sense of of uh, space and availability. Yeah, yeah, because we're suffocated by this orbit. Yeah, we really are. It's like a you know a marathon runner stuck in a closet. It's just we need to get out our attention, and interest, and at this point, we can't. Uh, you know, when we throw the ball, it doesn't go. It just stays on us. So we have to do an act called service, yes. You'll become of service down the road, your attitude. But yes, in the beginning, that gravitational pull is strong. So you've got to do something, do something with your feet or with your fingers on a keyboard to uh, pull your attention out, yes. So that's cool. Yes. Yeah, so I, that's my suggestions uh, concerning that. We always have different people running the show here because thank God I'm not. That's a good. <laughs> it would work out well. So, uh, yeah. And I think uh, we people stay afterwards and maybe stay a little bit and hear what other people have to say. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks, Gabe. Yeah, thank you. Okay. And keep going. I don't go. Don't worry about it. I'm I'm fine for being here. I think um, there's no more hands up. So. All right. Then good. We can. <laughs> so everyone's can ready for. Either way. Doesn't matter. Um, do you want to do? Shall I do a quick potluck reading from the book and see what you come back with? Sure, if you like. Okay. Yeah. Right. Blind luck. Here we go. 
Um, what? Okay. Uh, Bill's story. Um, the door opened. He stood there, fresh skinned and glowing. Oh, sorry, mate. Uh, page nine. All right. Thank you. Okay. Uh, the door opened and he stood there, fresh skinned and glowing. There was something about his eyes. He was inexplicably different. What had happened? I pushed a drink across the table. He refused it. Disappointed but curious, I wondered what had got into the fellow. He wasn't himself. Come, what's all this about? I queried. He looked straight at me, simply but smilingly. He said, I've got religion. I was aghast. So that was it. Last summer, an alcoholic crackpot. Now, I suspected, a little cracked about religion. He had that starry-eyed look. Yes, the old boy was on fire, all right. But bless his heart, let him rant. Besides, my gin would last longer than his preaching. But he did no ranting. In a matter-of-fact way, he told how two men had appeared in court persuading the judge to suspend his commitment. They had told of a simple religious idea and a practical program of action. That was two months ago, and the result was self-evident. It worked. Yeah, well, right here uh, in that first uh, paragraph, he wasn't himself. Yes. Yeah. There you go. I'm yes. saying that's a fact. You're not self. That was that was an expression. He wasn't himself, but I believe it's a fact. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe we're a self and then we become an unself. I don't believe that. I don't believe there ever was a noun to be found in a way. So, uh, yeah. But that's my, my little belief. I, I don't feel uh, we can produce a spiritual condition because we are a spiritual condition. I believe we can, we can't, but through what we're doing in recovery, the mental dominance and the, uh, can be diminished so that life gets introduced and experienced in different ways, which can be quite re enriching, yeah? So, yeah, I believe, uh, the assumed fact is just that, an assumption, and that there's real facts about life. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, tell the truth about what you're not, and you'll find out what you are. Keep searching the truth as what you're not, and all you'll do is reinforce what you're not. Self can't get out of self. And it's never gonna be. It's never gonna be uh, convinced of that. And we're doing it all day, but the way it's translated is it's Paul trying to get out of self, or Sarah trying to get out of self, or Nick trying to get out of self. But basically, it's self trying to get out of self. Yeah. And it's that's that's a warning, almost like a sign on a road. There's no more road ahead. <laughs> Pull off. <You> know? <laughs> I mean, I tried to get out of me, I mean, as best that I could. And I've used a lot of different vehicles, drug addiction, oblivion, uh, spirituality. And 
the only one I really gave my all was to drug addiction. And, but I think I can apply the failure of that attempt to every other attempt because I think it, you always get caught in the net of self can't get out of self. Just that simple. So we're identified as something that we're not trying to get out of it and uh, doesn't work. Yeah. So yep. That's the okay. radical angle we're attempting to... Uh, I think everyone here is prepared to look at it that way. I don't think you need any more preparation. <laughs> I just need, I just feel you need to hear it. That's all. So here you go. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, do you want to say goodbyes now? Yes, yes, sure. Let me see. Let me study lower, everyone. So, uh, yeah, I'm in my virtual background. I'm coming out of the water. All right, David, thanks. So it's always good to see you. David was, uh, he was the seeming originator of all this. He got in touch with me and asked me if we would do this. Yeah. He didn't know it was going to go on this long, I think. No, you said originally two weeks and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> did we? <laughs> we did, and then, and then we got to the fourth one where we we finished step twelve, and you went, "Oh, we're going to keep doing this." You didn't tell me, but we kept on doing it. So it's yeah, been good. yeah, yeah, oh good. Yeah. So all right, and we got Steve. Nice to see you, Steve. Yeah, Steve is now a, a letting the light in, which is good, and letting the light out, which is good. Yes. Yeah, Kerry. Always nice to see you. Thank you. I've watched Kerry the whole time. He's been coming. His outer life is changing and his, his facial structure changed pretty good. <laughs> we should call it spiritual plastic surgery. Yeah. Better than no, the charge. yeah. no charge. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, charge. Hey, I'm all. Oh, yeah, I can speak now. Yeah. Um, oh, what can I say? I mean, it's not me doing it. Um, I'm just so happy for some reason. I mean, I'm just grateful and happy and, uh, life is good. And, uh, I don't know who I owe it to, if anybody, um, I'm just, I'm just, I really like, I like coming to these, I like coming to these meetings. And with that, you know, that's all I can say, but thank you, Paul. And thanks everyone here, Michael. Yeah, thank you, Kerry. Good on you, Kerry. Yeah. Oh man, it's been so awesome. Thank you. That's all I got. Thanks. Enjoy Hawaii. Everyone, everyone here is integral to the whole meeting. Yeah, it's always uh, that that loving God or that loving power is expressing itself through our group conscience. So that's what happens. Yeah, and there's Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Mike, uh, there he is. He's back at his old his old reality. <laughs> nice to see you, Mike. Walter. The, the brother from another mother. Nice to see you. Thank you. We got Rob Farr. Always a pleasure with Mr. Farr in the house. Yes. We got uh, Tommy. He's got a different color background today. It's pretty good. It's almost like one of those emotional rings. I can see how Tommy's doing by the color of the square. <laughs> Jess from Dublin. Always a pleasure to see you. Yes. 
We've got uh, Stefan on Having Never Left. <laughs> oh, two of my favorite characters. She's under a, she's under a, a, a pseudo name. It's Sarah yeah, and Alex. There they are. Some weird name is coming. Oh, Alex Zara, whatever. Nice to see you, gals. Yeah. We've got, uh, who's this? Oh, Nick. Nick, you see him? Yeah. We got Deb, uh, Deb from Chicago. She had a new knee. Hopefully that's good. Yeah. We got Helen from Northern England. Always a pleasure, Helen. Helen's life is getting large. We're going to have to give her a bigger square. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, double yeah. the size. Okay. It can't. We can't fit Helen in this little square anymore. She's she's broken out out of the seams. Yes. There mm -hmm. you go, Helen. Yes, you have. Yeah, and no big foot's gonna come out of the sky and squish you. Forget that shit. Yeah. Joy. Yes. Yeah. It's selfish to, to, to delay enjoyment, yes? Life wants to give you great joy. Fucking drop your old ideas and receive it. Yeah. It's lifeblood. It's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't like you don't need to fulfill requirements. You don't have to have like, oh, you have, don't have to have checked off your checklist. You, you show up just as you are. And you're accepted, yes? Shit, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a vital ingredient of the atmosphere here, acceptance. Yeah. We can't do it, but we can, ex we can express it and we can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, enough of that. Give her a bigger square. Kind of get right on it. Get, get on that. And I want it to be able. I want all the walls to be able to be moved out as she gets bigger and bigger. Yes. All right. We got Roman. Roman is my main man from Germany. Roman, I didn't know you're a doctor. I'm gonna have to send you an answer to that stuff. I got that message. <laughs> I and I appreciated your take. I like I like when people uh, share me stuff. So some lady sent me something months ago. I just read it. I really liked it. I'm going to use it at the, the other non-duality meeting. <laughs> I, didn't, I think she sent it 2019, but I, I finally got it. <laughs> I'm going to have to thank her belatedly. <laughs> so we got, uh, what's this one? Gabby. Oh, Gabby. Yes. It was a pleasure to see you, Gabe. Yeah. Yeah. And Connor from Dublin. Always a pleasure. Paul, Paul is never going to wear a T-shirt again, I don't know. I don't think. I'm waiting for it. It's raining and cold again, Paul. Here. <laughs> okay. We'll put off our first match until you're ready. Yeah? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, right. Paul. All right. We got Eamon. Always a pleasure. You like me to say Eamon or Eamon? Eamon? Eamon is perfect. Eamon, but Eamon. Amen. 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 Yeah. All right. Good. We got Ian from the UK. Nice to see you, Ian. Hi, Ian. We got my crazy friend Noah. He's roaming around somewhere. Nice to see you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
We got Crispy, Adam from uh, Toronto. Nice to see you, Adam. I'm hoping to go back to Toronto sooner or later. Yes. I've been going there for yeah. years. <laughs> That's where I met you. Yes. Good. Well, hopefully we'll re-meet. Yeah. That would be good. We have Leah, as always. Thank you last for the last week, Leah. That's share. And we got Nina. Yes, there she is. Yes. We'll be coming down, Nina. I'm, I'm hoping. To, I'll let you know to LA. I, I'm going to come up there. So you don't even have to come. I'm going to come meet someone and um, make a weekend. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. Come on over for sure. Yeah. Fantastic. That'd be great. Yeah. Let me know, you know, like at well, least. I'm, a day. <laughs> I'm not just going to appear there. I'm going <laughs> to, you know. <laughs> All right, good, good. I'm going to make sure you're talking. No, no, I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I used to live in Nevada. So, like, that's my old stomping ground. Oh, great, great. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful day here. It's very yeah. nice here. I'm, I'm not just going to show up. <laughs> I just show up. You'll get a great coffee, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, I got to see Rich A and his lovely counterpart. Nice to see hey, you. Rich. See, it's like it's like the tide. It goes out, comes back in, goes out. She likes me today. This is the nature of duality. It goes in, out. Yeah. So you're you're in the intake. That's a good. Yes. Make the most of it. All right. We got PK from uh, Long Island City. Yeah. Nice to see you, my friend. A Rockville Center uh, citizen. Yeah, thank you, Paul. I want to say, you know, I'm trying to get here whenever I can, but even when I can't, catching the uh, the, the replays, it's amazing, man. You know, I just love it, man. And you reminded me, too, of Oblivion, Father Oblivion. That was, I think, a Frank Zappa song. But uh, yes. no, it's, it's great stuff, man, the message. And it never changes, like you say. So as much as I, you know, would love to be here all the time, I never miss anything. No. But you never said awesome anything presence. ever. So thank you for the presence, man. It's better oh, than all nice take. I we're um, we're all in a mutual thank you. It's pretty mm. good. Yeah. It's like a Long Island iced tea double. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Long Island iced tea. <laughs> Usually accompanied by a quaalude. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was Thanks, crazy. Man. And then a rest. There would be an arrest later on exactly. that night. <laughs> <laughs> then caught in Mineola. Ah! Yeah. Old yeah. Country Road. I'm coming to yeah, pick you up. Old Country Road. <laughs> well, all right. We got uh, Michael S. from Madeira. Nice to see you, Michael. Very supportive, and we, uh, we love Michael Stacy. Yes. We got Susan, that was formerly known as Suzanne. It's Susan, our Course in Miracles uh, avatar. Yes, there she is. Yes. We got Eric from Toronto. Yes, we got Carl. Carl, he's got a nice little uh, T-shirt there. We got, uh, let's see, who else? Oh, Maggie, as always. Oh, Skylar's made an appearance. There she is. Looks Hi, like a beautiful Paul. sunny day in L.A. Wow. <laughs> Idlewild. Oh, Idlewild. Oh, I love Idlewild. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Definitely Idlewild. Yeah. Idlewild. Good. Yeah. Come up here. We'll do a there's goddess a, ceremony. There's a guy who makes chocolate there. Have Ooh. you found him? Um, I just recently had chocolate in the forest for a goddess ceremony, but I don't know where she got it. <laughs> oh, well, you this guy has in one of the little alleys on the main street. There's a little the guy yeah. had a place making chocolate. Yeah. Oh, yum. Yeah. Okay, I'll check yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you later. Honey. See yeah. you. Yeah. We got Joseph. We got Jacob from Seattle. We got Maggie. We got Noah. I don't know what planet Noah is actually from, so let's not. We'll not investigate this week. And everyone else, thank you so much, and uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you, Paul. Cheers, yeah. Paul. And just do less harm. We're not saying no harm. <laughs> just lessen it a little. That would be good. All right. See you guys. Thanks. Thank you, hey, Paul. Uh, we'll Thanks, here, uh, everybody. All from the UK. And I'll sorry. Okay. Sorry, Paul. I was going to say, Paul from the UK, can you hang around for a bit, mate? And Rob Farr, if you're here. All right, guys. See you. Yeah. See you, Paul. And Nina. All right. Thank you. Oh, stop recording.